Welcome to the Prepare to Win podcast. I'm your host, Justin Oliver. Here with Dane Lee. I feel like I'm going to sound really weird this whole time. Why is that? The mic's way down. Oh, down there? <laughs> yeah, so I feel like... I feel like I'm going to like look down at the mic to <laughs> talk the whole time and not, <clears throat> not know that it is picking me up. So if this sounds weird ever, sorry. Um, wanted to go into uh, dieting a little bit more. I know we've been talking about like, you know, being a good client and all these different things. And we had a little bit on nutrition not long ago. Um, but something I've been noticing, I've noticed it with my clients and this is historically, it's not, you know, just recently or anything. Um, a lot of people get serious about, you know, dieting or starting a diet, you know, quote unquote, like dieting down is what I'm talking about. Um, and they'll be all excited for, you know, that short time that most people get excited for on new things. But, um, a lot of people do seem to try pretty hard when it comes to, uh, dieting down. Now there becomes a level when it, it like anything else, it's going to kick into how much do you really want it, right? <clears throat> but um, for the most part, people will work hard to diet down. Well, what I've been noticing is a lot of people don't work hard when it's time to reverse back up. So, and we're not even talking, you know, a show prep lean dieting down. We're talking about a basic dieting down where you're just cutting your food back a little bit. And what happens is people will hit that point and we'll start to reverse. So we'll take a short diet break. Um, diet breaks are good for, for many reasons. Uh, if you've never been through that where you do take a short, you know, it could be four weeks, five weeks, six weeks. Um, could be shorter than that, could be a little longer than that. But you take a little bit of a diet break to come back up, bring your food back up. Um, and it helps uh, main aspect with like, the mentality of the person that's going through the diet. Um, two, it depends on if they've get been getting a little bit leaner. We like to come back up, let the body kind of function a little bit better, get a little bit better uh, metabolism running, things like that. And a lot of times what can happen is they'll fill out real nice and it'll bring a, a little bit tighter look to the body um, as long as you don't go overboard on it. Um, but anyway, so... You know, a lot of times during, whether it's a diet break or just reversing back up, I don't know where that yard came from, um, but what I'll start to see is about two to three weeks in, or for some people, it's straight off the bat, they don't take it seriously. And they think it's like a free diet time. And instead of, let's say they were down... Um, I don't know. We're just going to use the, the carbs and fats, for example. Let's say uh, someone dieting down and they're on 150 carbs a day and, I don't know, 60, 70 fats a day, right? Um, and we start to reverse back up and let's say I feed them, you know, 200 carbs okay. or something, two, 225, I don't know. Um, what they'll do is they take that to the extreme and they'll start eating off track. So a lot of times what happens is I get these these weekly updates of, well, I didn't track for two days or um, I went off track and went mm -hmm. out and had whatever, you know. 
there's a time and place for that, but it's when you're reversing back up, the point isn't to just throw in an enormous amount of calories in a short period of time um, and disregard diet altogether. That's you're defeating the purpose and kind of wrecking what you just accomplished. Um, you know, you start eating foods that really aren't going to work with the body as far as micronutrients, um, digestion, and just caloric intake in general. And you're going to start to gain more fat. Your body's going to look like shit, you know, and especially these people that want aesthetic goals. Mm -hmm. That's when it's even more important to stay on these macros and stay on these foods that you're kind of prescribed. How long... I know it's going to vary, obviously, between people and goals and whatnot, mm-hmm. but when you talk about the reverse dieting aspect, length of time, maybe like a general? To get back to baseline, it depends on depends on who it is, um, what they're coming off of, and um, like if it's a show prep versus a basic, you know, they cut down for a meat or they cut down just in general. Mm-hmm. Um, for show preps, I like to have a decent rebound, but go a little bit slower okay. with it, at least for the first couple of weeks. Um, with performance side, I will jump it a little bit quicker, you know, but um, it just depends on their goal. But I would say typically in duration, you're, you could be reversing for, you know, eight weeks or so. Okay. 12 weeks until you hit that baseline again, especially coming out of a show prep. Uh, for someone else, it might be closer to eight weeks. Um, I've, I've had where it's taken, um, you know, four or five months to really get back to pushing hard with the food, mm-hmm. you know. And now, mind you, those people have generally been coming from very, very high food to pretty low for like a show or something like okay. that. Okay. Um, and the goal might have been maybe they have another show um, in the springtime that they already know they're doing and they're coming out of a fall show. Uh, we know that we're not going to – we don't want to stack on too much body fat in the off season mm-hmm. because it's going to make that next prep even that much harder. So, I think it's important to put the time frame because like you said, you might have someone check in like, oh, this past weekend I went nuts. You didn't fail. Like, do we want that to happen? No. But it's the mindset where that happens over and over and over again for yeah. a period of time. Yeah. Well, I, I just recently had a guy um, who came out of um, very high-level sport. Uh, well, he's very high-level in his sport. And he did a meet, and we, we worked for uh, 12 weeks to cut down and get him to his weight class and all that stuff. And on the reverse side, he didn't check in not one time. Not one time. Oh, for all those weeks? For uh, six weeks. Wow. He didn't check in at all. And I know, and the plan was to go back up to the next weight class, which is about 14, 15 pounds higher. Okay. Um, So that reverse is very, very important. To be dropping 20 pounds and then gaining 14 or 15 of it back. Mm-hmm. Um, and this isn't like a water cut, power lifting, let's stack it back on quick. Th- no, this was a diet down of 20 pounds and we need to diet back up 14 or 15 of it without stacking on an excessive amount of fat. 
right? Mm-hmm. Didn't check in not one time, came off nutrition in six weeks. I would be very, very interested to see how the body looks compared to yeah. what it should be, you know, where the strength levels are at compared see, to where they could be. I think that's so important because the stereotype that gets in people's heads when they think diet is the dieting down. Mm-hmm. Like, can you be committed? Can yeah. you be really on point with all of it when, like you're saying, the other side of it is just as important, if not more important, for what happens in the following competition that you're going to do or the following show. Yeah. And, you know, you've got athletes that basically disappear yeah. for six weeks and they're not dedicated or committed to that second half. Yeah, you need to be disciplined in all um, at that level and you need to be disciplined all year round in all aspects of anything you're doing. If you want to be at that top level in anything, you have to be disciplined. I don't know why the fuck, you know, maybe it's Instagram telling you positive vibes and, you know, life balance and all that bullshit. But I can tell you now, like the top people in the world don't look at it that way. Now what they do is they have fun in, in their own realms and they don't, um, they don't view it as necessarily restricting because it's their fucking choice. Right. And that's what they chose to do. And they know that, you know, that Friday night pizza night or whatever ain't going to happen sometimes, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And they just live a, a completely different lifestyle. So, you know, there's some that have benefited from just being more relaxed in their training and things like that. But if you have serious aesthetic goals, and you're serious about um, performance, like you're going to have to cut some things back or miss some things or be disciplined. That's all there is to it. Mm -hmm. And that's with anything you do. I don't give a fuck what you want to do in life. Like if you're not disciplined to do it, you're going to fail unless you get lucky, you know, because the person that is disciplined is going to beat your ass. Um, You know, and uh, you'll be amazed how many people come – to ask about doing shows and stuff and they don't even they, they don't do anything they're they're going from you know never tracking their food to wanting to do a show that's like, a huge jump that's a huge jump you know and maybe that is the way you get into it right um i had a client years ago we i actually just uh messaged her uh, probably four or five months back and I told her, I'm like, hey, like, you know, uh, it's really cool to see what you've done. Because I remember this girl used to skip her workouts. She oh, really? To, yeah, she used to not show up. Like, I trained her and her sister. And she used to not show up when she was like 18, 19. She didn't show up, right? And uh, when she did, she she worked, but she was kind of, eh, you mm-hmm. know. Well, then she came to me for nutrition. And I, I think I did her nutrition for off and on. um maybe like two or three years okay, and got her kind of started. And I remember it, it, we were actually talking about it. I told her one time when she got to this certain level, I'm like, you could probably do really good in figure. Like might be something to think about. And she mm-hmm. never had aspirations of competing. And she told me, she's like, when you said that is when I actually started thinking about it. Right. This girl now is shredded. Like she's, I mean, I, she's won. I don't even know how many shows now. Um, I think I have to look back if she's a pro yet. Uh, but if she's not pro, she's borderline. Okay. I mean, she's fucking good, right? She looks great. Big mental uh, shift there. Yeah. And she talked about like how 
she talks about all the time like when she started prioritizing and making this like fitness is a priority my goals are priority is when she started to accelerate you know she put herself around those right people she bought into the community Mm -hmm. you know i think her her boyfriend like is a bodybuilder too and all that stuff so like she's surrounded and engulfed in it now yeah right so that's that small change of like okay i want to track my food i want to look healthier did turn into a big time goal for her right excuse me man i'm burping (laughs) but um you know most people that just want to get healthier you know look a little better Mm -hmm. have a little bit of aesthetic goal I do stress that little bit of balance, but I tell them the same thing. Like how much you want to balance, you're only going to get so far with that. Right. If you want to go further, you need to strict up even more. I don't know where anyone told anyone or why everyone assumes like when you see these shredded people on Instagram and so now mind you, people have different genetics, accept mm-hmm. that people have different training histories. You have to accept that. Right. Mm-hmm. But you also have to understand like these people have put in the work to get to that point. Right. Right. Um, in their, they're not going to sit there and promote to you like, you know, to have life balance and go ahead and eat whatever you want. No. These oh, no, there's only these three foods that you have to avoid yeah. and then it'll raise yeah. your testosterone. Yeah. Uh, most of these people are, are oh, eating God. on point, whether mm-hmm. it's going up, down, whatever, you know. And it kind of reminds me of like, uh, what was that? Was it was it Ronnie Coleman that said like, ain't nobody want to lift these heavy ass weights? You know, that <laughs> kind of famous quote, everyone, uh, you know, everyone wants to be big, but no one wants to lift these heavy weights or whatever the hell he said. But it's like the same thing with diet is like everyone wants that nice body and this and that, but no one wants to eat correctly. They want it doing what they're already doing. Yeah. Yeah. They want, they want to do what they're already doing. And you know, from someone who can be lax at times with my own diet, like I currently am, Mm -hmm. like I know that working out isn't going to outpace my eating. You know what I mean? Even someone who eats pretty good most of the time, Mm -hmm. I know if I wanted to take another step and get to that another level, I would need to stricken up my diet even more. Mm-hmm. That's coming off competing for you know almost ten years and something. That's not where I'm at <laughs> right now. Right. Like you know, if I want to eat a pizza or something, I'm gonna have that. If I want to eat whatever, I'm gonna have it. You mm-hmm. know, now the bulk of my diet's still good, but I'm not being overly strict right now on what I'm doing. And it's funny because everyone will ask me if I'm like cutting or trying to get leaner or whatever. No. I'm probably eating a little bit less in the grand scheme of things because I'm not force feeding, but yeah, I'm not strictly watching my diet. So I think it's so funny to use a different example as comparison. I was looking up directions this morning to Columbus mm-hmm. and it pops up with three different routes that you can take. Yeah. Minimum two hours. Yeah. There's a couple of others like two and a half, two forty. I don't sit there and complain because I can't believe it's only not going to take me 30 minutes because it's just facts. Like this is what it is. There's the route right there in front of you. You can pick the best one in the least amount of time, 
But one way or another, you're driving two hours. Yeah. And when it comes to other things like fitness or dieting, that conversation, like it somehow doesn't translate from what seems like common sense in a different scenario over to the dieting and fitness where people think, well, I can have balance and I'll still get there. Yeah, no. No. It's- now, there, there's on the performance side. The aesthetic side, no. <laughs> no. Right. Like you don't you don't go into um, show preps or anything. With balance. Um, and beat these people that are on point. You won't beat them. They will smoke you. Maybe you'll go – do you go to your little local tiny show? Mm-hmm. You go to a real show, they are going to beat your ass. Um, but you'd be surprised. And you know, I've worked with a lot of these people. You'd be surprised how many highly ranked lifters don't have their dieting together. They somewhat do, but they really don't. Right. And that's because it's a different game, right? Now, do they have the best physiques? Not typically. Some do, right? And everyone might be like, well, how can they do this and look that way and lift that way? If the, you know, how do I put this lightly? Drugs? <laughs> I don't know how else to tell you this, but um, when you're on higher, especially some of the androgens that people take, like it's a lot easier to get away with things. Now, I'm not saying that it, you can just take drugs and eat like shit because you have to eat good still, right? But you have to remember even your the people you might not assume are on drugs are probably on growth hormone. They're probably on Anavar. You know, I'm talking like female sides. Mm-hmm. They're probably on a light dose test or MPP. Um, they could be on uh, clombuterol. Like you, you don't fucking know, right? Um, so understand that some of these people you're looking to on Instagram and like, oh, I wish I could look and lift like that. You're natural. They take growth hormone almost all year round. You're, it, I'm sorry, you're already at a disadvantage. Right. <laughs> like, um, just simply how it is. Um, and then there's the whole thing of like, oh, don't, you know, don't make, you know, don't make excuses like about people taking drugs. Yes and no. Um, everyone's got the same, how do I say this? Everyone's got the same opportunity. It's just a, a matter of your own personal preference, whether you want to take that step or not. Mm-hmm. Right? But you have to understand where someone's at. And then understand where they've came from and what they're doing and what they're taking, this and that. There's people I've been on drugs for years now and their totals have stayed pretty much the same. You know? So that those drugs aren't really, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not really it's not magic. It's maintaining where they're at. And what's sad is there's people that are hundred percent natural that aren't far behind them, but it's taking them that much drug just to stay barely ahead of these other people. You know, and I see it a lot on the female side. Like we have some females that I coach that put them on drugs and they're going to shoot way past these people that are only a hundred pounds ahead of them or so. And those people are are taking doses, Mm -hmm. right? So, um, understand that like, you know, everyone wants to show you their shredded pics when they're 
you know, at the top end of their drug and the bottom end of their dieting and say like, get on my eight week dieting program or whatever the hell, mm-hmm. you know, um, and you have to take that with a grain of salt. Like, yes, they might know what they're talking about. Yes, they, they, they could maybe be able to help you. Maybe, you know, not all. But understand, like, your progression isn't going to be as fast as I'm... Oh, God, another burp. This is... <laughs> Damn shake. Um, so understand, like, and I, I've seen this with some of the guys that I've trained... Like your hormones play a big role in all this, mm-hmm. right? So guys that have trained that have low testosterone, right? And their levels are in the 200s. And then they get on testosterone just to get their levels back to seven, 800 mm-hmm. or so. And there's normal guys that can walk around with that, right? Um, they get their levels back up a little bit into that range and their physiques drastically change, Right. I mean, it's, it's very, very quick. And I think a lot of people don't understand that, that like, you know, even on the female side, you're like your hormones, if you're not going to the doctor and getting these things checked, you're not going to know where your potential is even at. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah. You, you can't, I don't, it's hard to maintain muscle mass as a guy with testosterone levels in the 200s right you know um it's very hard as a female you know if you go get in your like progesterone's all fucked up your estrogen's fucked up your your own testosterone levels are fucked up like it's hard to think that you're going to have a great physique you know right and be able to maintain a little bit of muscle mass if your hormones are screwed up um But it can also save you a lot of frustration when you have someone who has a hard time losing weight. And yeah. You're like, well, I'm, you know, I'm doing dieting really well and I'm losing, but I've, it's, it's I've a struggle. It a lot. You get those numbers in front of you and suddenly things make a lot more sense yep. on what you need to do. Yeah. I've, I've seen a lot where, um, you know, thyroid's one thing, but like I've seen a lot where people don't realize like, you know, we're dieting. Things aren't kind of moving the way I'd expect. I tell them, go get blood work done. Then it mm-hmm. comes back. Yep, sure as shit. Like, your estrogen is through the roof. Your testosterone is non-existent in your body. Mm-hmm. Like, you know. Um, so it's, it's very hard then to make sure that the, they're going to progress the way they want to when your internal body is saying, fuck no. <laughs> Right. We're not going to do it. Like it ain't going to happen. Right. So you got to understand, like you can't, can't blame it all on that because you can and can't. Because the thing is that when you've been working out for a long, long time and you've been dieting decently, you've had, you have a decent diet, Mm -hmm. your hormones can be a little out of whack for a short period at least. And you'll still look fine. Maybe not top end of what you want to, right? But you'll still look pretty good, mm-hmm. right? Long term, though, the longer those hormones are screwed up, the worse it's going to be for you. So the um, the muscle mass will slowly kind of dissipate. Your ability to gain any muscle and to not store fat will be gone. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And this is why you see I have a girl in nutrition right now that that happened to her. Like all of a sudden she shot up. We were on like the same food too. She shot up like eight, nine pounds pretty quick. And we're talking like a girl that weighs like 150. Okay. I was like, are you sure you're tra-? like, she'd been tracking right for a while. I'm like, yeah. you sure you're tracking right. You're sure. Like you're not eating a bunch of sodium, drinking a lot more water. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and even then that would be an insane bloat. Yeah. <laughs> like, that'd be eight pretty, pounds. <laughs> pretty crazy. I'm like, you didn't start taking any new supplements. Uh, you know, medications. We started running down the list. She's like, no, I'm like, go get some blood work done. <laughs> and yeah, everything was screwed up. Hmm. So, yeah. But, um, yeah, I think what, uh, what I get irritated back, back to the original point is like, you know, when it doesn't matter what dieting cycle you're in, you have to pay attention to, where you're heading with it and, and focus on that long-term goal. Um, you know, I have people that want to make certain weight classes or have a certain look, but they're, they're not willing to give up, you know, going out to eat every Friday and Saturday or whatever. Right. I just, I, I'm, I don't understand where we went off the rails with that. Where people assume that you can, and I'm even someone who takes a little bit more of a flexible approach to this, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't understand where it's coming from that people think like, okay, I, I, I dieted down, now I don't have to worry about it, and I can just eat whatever to come back up. And almost the same on for some people on the dieting down. They diet down for a couple of weeks and we get to a decent level, you know, like I said, when they get a little bit into it, call it six, seven, eight weeks in, is when they start to think like, oh, I should just be shredded by now. Like, we haven't really dropped food all that much, right. you know, and people don't understand the amount of variables that go into this either. So you see people, their food will come down, but then you find out they're not working out as much. Like what? Right. You know, Suddenly activity yeah. plummeted and. That food drop doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Like you're, we've we've went over this countless times on the podcast. Like your daily expenditure comes a lot from your daily movement, and your um, it's not so much just like you're working out, right? Unless you're someone who's working out for five or six hours a day, then okay, yeah, that's gonna that's gonna account for a lot. If you're someone who's going on, you know, training for marathons or whatever, um, you know, higher endurance athletes. But if you're just going to the gym, jeez, should drink some caffeine too. If you're just going to the gym for an hour, hour and a half, that's it's not a huge part of the day. No, you know. Um, so moving around, getting expenditures, um, is what's going to help progress you and fuel you better towards your goals. I notice it with myself. If I'm sitting around more and I'm doing computer work. Uh, especially if it's a couple days on end mm-hmm. and then I have a couple days where I'm moving more, my, my body will look completely different. Now, mind okay. you, like I'm not doing, um, not like enormously tracking. I eat pretty much the same stuff almost every day. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and to an extent here or there. Um, but 
you can see the shift in how much water you hold, how your body looks, the, um, you're not necessarily, you know, obviously I'm not dropping fat over those couple days or whatever. Right. It's purely water regulation and food regulation because your, your food is digesting better. It's getting out of you quicker, mm-hmm. I guess I should say. I mean, there's no other easy way to say it. Um, and again, people don't realize like your bloatedness could be that you haven't pooped in a couple days like or properly you know went in a couple days so yes that is all backed up in you which we went over that before with how much you can hold right it's like no matter how much i preach this stuff every week i'll still get a i'm bloated Mm -hmm. (laughs) i'm uh you know i don't know why my weight's not moving and it's these things these are the reasons why it's not moving it's you didn't move around enough. It's you didn't drink enough water. It's you didn't sleep enough. It's you didn't work out hard enough. It's you didn't move enough through your, your daily yeah. uh, expenditures, you know, or you went off track with your diet and that's sticking a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I just, what, what did I just write off? Six, seven things off mm-hmm. the top of my head. Like, that's without even digging deep. All that comes into play of how you're going to look and how you're going to feel and how you're going to perform. Yeah, I've never understood, again, as someone who has been forced to pay attention to what they're eating for the past, you know, 10 years or so just because of like celiacs, but it never occurred to me that people pay so much attention to the number on the scale as a way to determine if things are working because there's all the, like you said, you simply look different. You could have that number be half a pound difference up or down and your body can look in a different way. Yeah. And I remember when we were working together and I was getting ready for nationals, the only concern I had when I was working with you is like, cause I mean, I think I gained at one point, like you put me on a lot of food. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It was probably like eight to 10 pounds yeah. like over the course of all of that. Right. And you're like, trust me. Like, cause my concern was I want to feel light enough on the rings like what I'm going through. I don't want to feel heavy because it's just, it's hard on the shoulders, hard on yeah. you know, the arms. And that was it. That's one thing. As long as I felt that way, I don't give a shit what the number is. Yeah. I was feeling better. I was moving better. I was recovering way better yeah. from everything. I felt stronger. And even though, you know, I could have gotten concerned like, Oh man, there's no way I can do what I need to do. Cause I've gained five pounds or so. Yeah. Like that never occurred to me. It was just, it was the sensation of, am I able to do what I need to do the way that I know it needs to feel? Yeah. Everything else was irrelevant. Yep. What I'll do a lot of times, you know, someone in your case, like a lot of times I'll get CrossFitters that are that way that are going through more of like a gymnastic cycle, they call it, you know, gymnastic mm-hmm. cycle, or they'll um, be prepared more for competition and they want that same feeling. There's a lot of times... You know, we'll jack the food way up. We'll get the expenditures way up. And then I'll dial it back just a little bit just to get them to drop, you know, that small percentage of body weight. Mm -hmm. So then they do feel that way, but they're still fueled a lot. Yep. But it's a fine line because then if they're, you know, if they do go in a competition uh, mode where, especially during like the open, those workouts are pretty rough. Um, So it's like, you know, you got to, 
make sure that they're still recovering fine too. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, there's there's a lot of different methods to to pull with that. But you know, I I keep trying to get people to understand this stuff, and we put this out constantly on here, put it out on my stories and everything. It's like nutrition is never going to be no matter what anyone wants to make you think it's not going to be black and white this this is in this is out and that's that's all there is to it don't worry like in and out within that in and out there's so many variables of the in and out it's not just oh food and just kind of move around a little bit no it doesn't work that way you know um and just it fucking kills me <laughs> that people don't get that. Um, I think people are paying attention to just the wrong sources too sometimes, because you're you're seeing it more and more and more. Of like, I mean, I can think of like in the powerlifting where I can think of a couple people that can't really control their own weight and their own weight class, but are trying to give other people like nutrition advice, right? And so kind of do as I say, but not as I do. Yeah, and they're in their weight keeps going up and they can't, they have to diet harder and harder and harder and Hmm. harder and they're not ultra lean. So it's not like they just can't make that weight class anymore. Yeah. You know, and you can tell they just don't know exactly what they're doing Mm -hmm. or they restrict their diet so much. It's like just to stay that competitive weight class um, when they might not even be like, ultra competitive in it but it shows that they don't know what they're doing with their dieting and sometimes it's just a little tweak right um for example when i worked with um when i worked with chloe right chloe lansing like she just needed that little tweak that little bit of guidance Mm -hmm. to get her thinking a little bit different and her cuts back to 148 you know we're fine were way easier. You know what I mean? Okay. She wasn't she she was able to build her metabolism a little bit better. And we're talking about someone who's jacked and lean. Yeah. Right? And trying to get back to one forty eight should be a difficult task no matter what. And once she kind of figured out like, okay, this is where I need to be eating during these cycles and these phases and then I don't need to be doing like 20,000 steps or I don't know how many steps she was taking a day, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I don't need to go expend an enormous amount every day just to stay lighter. Mm-hmm. Once that came together, I know those next couple of times trying to get to 148 was a lot easier, but it takes that, you know, that mentality of like, okay, I'm going to reach out to someone. I'm going to see if they see something and figure it out and okay now i learned from it and let's go you know mm-hmm. now she, she like i said she's done her own since then and and it's been easier every time i'm pretty sure to hit 148 um now and that's someone who's now from what i'm seeing she's going to go to 165 um so now she's making that decision like okay i'm going to eat and you know again, she's not going to look fat and <laughs> No. Trying to get to 165. She's so lean. Um, that she's just going to pack on this dense muscle and probably do really well. Mm-hmm. You know? So, 
But again, that's one of the top athletes in the world in her weight class that was willing to step outside of her own box of what she in you know what she knew, what she thought, and go to someone and yeah, I mean, because what she thought clearly had some level of success. Yeah, the girl was yeah, you're yeah. jacked, you're shredded, and you're doing something right. You're ranked pretty damn high. So right. like, she in her diet, like she was one of the people. Like when I say that there's you know. There's a lot of top-tier athletes I worked with that their diet was not on point. Mm-hmm. Hers was. Her, it wasn't like exactly what she was eating per se. It was more the amounts and what she was thinking around her different phases of nutrition. Gotcha. So, um, yeah. Again, that's like a... You, know, you want to be like that person while well, you need to have the uh, discipline of that person. I was going to say restriction. I was like, no, it's not restricted. But I had a thought like while you were talking. <laughs> I was like, I need to make sure that I say this once we get to a break. I need like a red flag. Yeah. Like a shut the fuck Crap. up for a second so I can talk flag. I have no idea. Maybe it'll come back to me before we're done. I don't know. Yeah, I... Um, Especially in the past, like, year or so when I've worked with, you know, all these people that are, are higher ranking, top 20 athletes and stuff. And I was amazed by some of them, like, what, you really eat like this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's how you really eat. And it made sense when we got their diet together. Like, some of their physique changes happened really, really fast. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Taylor Ball was one of them that the physique change was – pretty damn quick um in the ability to have like high high food still eating you know i'd have to go back through my notes but i mean even like she'd pop up to like 185 186 and have to make 181 oh okay and like god we were still i mean had to be close to 300 carbs still and making weight. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was pretty nuts. Like, But it came from like start building the metabolism one, mm-hmm. starting to eat the correct foods, you know, all that stuff. Like uh, the initial like water drop came out, but then, you know, things started to balance out. The, the weight change wasn't huge, but the physique look and change was massive. Um, I think that one's on our website. You can go check that out. Um, how quick it changed. And now she's, you know, she's still on nutrition. Like now it just keeps getting better and better, more and more refined. So I remembered what it was. It was when you talked about someone at Chloe's level reaching out to someone, you know, stepping outside of her box. And yeah. I want people to realize like, just because you reached out to one person and it failed because they're not good at what they're doing doesn't mean that there's no one who knows what they're doing. Yeah. It's the unfortunate truth that you will likely go through a couple of coaches before you find the person that not just knows what they're doing, but knows what needs to be done with you and like, will work with you to figure it out. Um, cause I, you know, you have those examples from before of people who are giving nutritional advice and they, can't seem to follow their own or they don't know what they're doing. They also have often large followings, a lot of reach, Mm -hmm. a lot of uh, publicity 
with it. And they're going to be the people that you see first. Yeah. You're going to come across their profiles. You're going to come across their information. Uh, you're going to hear other people talking about them and you'll likely get burned. Yep. And yep. that doesn't mean that you should stop because I mean, the science says like it works a certain way. And just because someone didn't know the science doesn't mean the science is fake. Yeah. You just have to find someone who understands it and can help you to understand it as well. You can't always trust, I mean, even the people that claim they know the science because I said the old boy out of Columbus that has his <laughs> RD, I got, I've gotten so many of his clients and just annihilated anything he ever put them on because he, he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing, but he, he thinks he does and he'll post the people it does work for. You know, which are ge- generally people that have worked out for a very long time mm-hmm. and um, can stomach certain things. But I have the t- I have the templates of his nutrition to prove it. That, well, I mean, it's the know, classic he, he salesman tactic where it's like if you have 100 people, you put 50 of them in A, 50 in B, mm-hmm. one of them succeeds better. Then you take B and you're going to split them again. You're going to do 25 and 20. And eventually you're down to a group of like seven or eight people that for no reason other than chance did really well with whatever it is that you gave advice about. And that's who you promote. And you're like, look how well I did with these people. Yeah, but you failed 93 others. Yeah, we we have a problem with that. (sighs) I have a problem yawning. But um, (laughs) we have a problem with that in the the industry. And I don't think anyone's ever going to calm it stop it it's just it's become a marketing scheme bullshit thing and even people that seem like they know what they're talking about and it's all well and good i mean they're not doing anything spectacular but you know i've noticed this with people that they market they work with very sub-average people or average people but Mm -hmm. because they have their following they have quote-unquote a lot of clients and all that it doesn't mean they know shit no do you know what i mean like it doesn't i mean if i marketed different and i worked with more gen pop than i do i don't even know you know what i mean i don't know how many people i could hold at one time right you know uh so don't always trust that either like you see that crossfit coach down the road coaches 80 people a day they could sit there and think that, oh, yeah, I coach all these people. But do you really? I have 80 clients. Yeah, but do you really have 80? No, you don't. So, yeah, I don't think we're ever going to stop that. It's just no. like it's become such a marketing world. It's funny because you go there and you see their stuff and then they lift like shit and they have no technique of their own. And then their clients look terrible and, you know, this is what it is. Coming from someone who I work with, especially some of my older clients, it's hard to get them to move right Mm -hmm. at times. Um, But by and large, my clients, fuck, they move pretty well. Um, And I I kind of pride myself on that because I've been told that so many times by so many people about how my clients move well. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, when that is your business, yeah, it's nice to hear. Yeah, so uh, I'm picky on it, and I try to let it go a little bit, you know, because you don't want to just be constantly yeah. ripping it apart. But 
I mean, all my clients know, like, if you're not doing something right, I'm going to kind of get on you about it and let you know. So you keep correcting it, and then it gets corrected, and then their weights go up, and then magical. I had a client ask, like, are you familiar with how Justin gives feedback? I was like, well, I mean, in some cases that we've talked about on the podcast. He's like, I got a response. It said, okay. And I didn't know how to take that because there was nothing else to it. I was like, that means you did things right. Like if they're, no, it was good. It was just one word. Good. Good. And it's like, whatever he was asking you to do, you did. And that's all you needed to know. Yep. I'll put like some people, I'll just reply. Good, good. Yep. <laughs> right. Now when something clicks, like the other day, um, Joe hit a deadlift and like, uh, he he ramped a little bit, but it wasn't like a major thing. It wasn't like a major ramping, but it was just like it could get called for ramping. Um, but like I told him, God, I got kind of excited for him. I was like, oh, there you go. Like, you know, I told him like, good start, good lockout, mm-hmm. maybe a little bit of ramp in the you know that last little middle portion there. Um, be patient on it and all that stuff and. You know, so it's like I get excited when I watch people progress, but I feel like when you're when you're coaching people, it can't always be negative and it can't always be overly positive. Those two are not good either way for mm-hmm. the client. If you're always negative, then they're going to be like, it's like the person that always does right but never gets rewarded for it. And then like, well, why the fuck should I do? Yeah, what's yeah. the point? What's the point? You know? Uh, but if then if you're always overly positive, uh, which I fucking hate, and I see that all the time, mm-hmm. if you're always overly positive, they're never going to learn that they're doing it wrong, you know. So right. there's got to um, be corrections in there. Again, a lot of these coaches, uh, God, I wish I could just blast names, but um, and they're they're big accounts, big powerlifter names, and all that stuff, coaching names, and. People tell me like, yeah, all the feedback I ever got was like, oh, it looks good. Like, oh, good. Everything looks good. I'm like, your lifts don't look good. Like, like, what looks good about it? Yeah, I'm like, we need to fix that like now. Like, it needs fixed. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because people see that and they're like, the biggest thing I ever hear from people is about how the, the coaching is actually individualized and it's actually like changing things you know whereas like they've came from these what other concept came from these other coaches and you know what i mean they don't no one likes to be templated out no one likes to be told yeah that's good when it's not good mm-hmm. clearly it's not good you know but you can't blame the client they don't know any better that's why they hired the coach but then you know the coach don't give a fuck especially these bigger accounts like mm-hmm. they don't care they have so much flow they don't care uh, you know, you're not happy with the service. You don't want a template. All right, go ahead. Yeah. There's someone to fill your spot yeah. when you take off. Yep. And the thing is, is that you know, I've I've worked with clients in the past that um, I just I know they don't take it serious. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I know like they can take advantage of like the coaching and it just. 
over the top question after question after question after question. You know mm-hmm. the type of person yeah. I'm talking about. Um, when you know that they're not putting in any of the work either, those aren't these people. These people are legitimate athletes who like want to get better. I don't know how some of these coaches just kind of write them off. Maybe because they don't have a big following and they're not a big name. You know, you see that Could a be. lot too, where they blast like they'll blast the shit out of the big name client they have, and then the other ones are just like meh. Until they become big. Yeah, until they become big. Then like, it's like, oh, look what I did. Been coaching this person for years. You haven't talked about him until the last two months. Yeah. So. Anyway, that was kind of a ranty. That's good. Bit of a rant. Bit of a insight on things. Just felt like talking, even though I'm yawning the whole time. Diet dedication. Yeah. Um. Trying to think if we have anything coming up. We do not have anything coming up. Nope. I was gonna say Dan had his you saw level one, but I think that's already closed for registration. Yeah, I think at this point. Yeah, I think it is. So But other than that, yeah, pretty quiet. Yeah. We're just coasting along. We're uh tell you what, we're we're trying to bring in another you know another coach here because we're fuck we need it <laughs> when i when you guys see me post like when i'm like don't know how many more people i'm gonna take on that's that's real shit i mean it's not a marketing tactic it is packed and which is good it's a good problem to have right but, um you know there's some weeks i'm doing programs i'm like jesus i'm glad i didn't have anything else to do this week for you know on top of what yeah if i had more on my plate right now like, yeah this would be hard um you know there it's a thing what like we even take been taking you know now i'm not competing i'm trying to take more trips go do more things and all that but like mm-hmm. when we went to maryland i was working i was doing my check-ins i was doing everything mm-hmm. you know um answering emails all that so it wasn't like i was like oh days off yeah it just, no, just it just worked out to where like yes if I wanted to go take a three hour break in the middle of the day because I don't have to worry about the physical gym mm-hmm. uh, portion at that point but um, yeah when you're trying to do brick and mortar gym plus clients you know all that stuff it gets crazy yeah you know still trying to do you know that's why we became so picky on our signups too. And we have like those rules now about if you miss a sign up appointment and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, our t- the time's getting more and more limited with everybody. So, so if you are a coach or know of a coach and you are interested, how do you want me to get a hold of you? Uh, probably emails the best. Okay. Email me, which is in my Instagram bio, or I think probably DM me. Sometimes I don't get DMs though. Like, I have to, like, physically go click on requests. Mm-hmm. If, if, uh, to see if there's anything in there. Yeah. So. I've had a couple of those lately. Yeah. I'm, uh, for you, I don't know. The, we've even had emails that have gone to, like, our spam or junk, and it's, like, it's a legitimate email from someone who's emailed us before. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's, yeah, the internet. It's weird, but. Yep, cruising on along. So, hopefully, some new equipment 
at some point here. Anything you're willing to say ahead of time? Um, I already know. Like, I want to get. There's a couple pieces I have my eye on. Um, I want to get a glute set up. I want to call it a machine, really. I mean, I guess glute machine in a way. Okay. But it's just got it's the one. It's got a little strap that comes over. And it's got a little platform where you put your feet on and, you know, you can load plates on it. Okay. So, um, looked like it went up to a decent amount of weight in the demo and all that stuff. And hopefully it holds up well. Mm-hmm. Be surprised how much some of those things are. Like, it seems like such a simple thing. The one I'm yet. looking at, I think is like a thousand or 1100 and wow. like a lot of places went over two grand for them. And Holy crap. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, you're the... A simple T-bar row is like seven, eight hundred bucks. Yeah, it's how equipment world is wild. Yeah, a lot of shit that used to be like maybe twenty five hundred, which is the average price of a machine, mm-hmm. you know, low two thousands. Now a lot of them are about three grand, four grand. Some of the higher end leg ones. <sighs> yeah, equipment prices are insane right now but you should be a gym owner you be should be a to- gym owner you totally open the up margins are amazing <laughs> this is what you have to look forward to yeah. all right well any questions shoot them through the dms or when we put up in story put those in there anything you want us to talk about and cover make sure that you let us know so we can cover it if you like the podcast, share the podcast. If you don't share it, I'm going to be mad at you. I don't know. So share it. I've had a couple people who did reach out. It wasn't during the Q&A. They yeah. were just saying, hey, on your podcast, I have a question for you. So if you do have something, instead of just like randomly throwing a question at us, will you let us know that it's for the podcast? So that way we don't begin a conversation with you trying to answer your question right then and there. We can actually save it, you know, for these conversations. Yeah, it's a lot easier that way. All right. Time to do some work. Work time. All right.